Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. I hope you're enjoying this holiday season, and we are here to uh, travel with you wherever you go shopping or around town, and we are answering your listener questions to keep you company. We get some great questions about booking those Disney Cruise Line port adventures, what to go after first, right at the first second, the best space mountains around the world. Pam and Ricky rank those. New Year's Eve Epcot fireworks and ADRs. How can you best make sure you get a great meal while still seeing those awesome fireworks? Tips for expectant mothers, both at Walt Disney World and Disneyland, and much more. As always, don't forget our show is brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. We'd love to help you plan that next Disney adventure, whether it's the Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney. No cost to you, so just swing by the website over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you do that last-minute shopping. It can still happen. Just swing by the website over at BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And finally, please support the show over on Patreon. Thanks to everybody who does that. We appreciate you so very much. You can support us for just $5 a month for all these shows, and you'll get a bonus show every week called Mike in the Midwest. We'd love to have your support. Come on over. Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2,409 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope you're having a great week. And of course, we are here to answer your listener questions and tick, tick, tick. It is almost Christmas. You better get those last minute gifts. I've, I'm almost there. And Paige is going to be home later this week. She's in a tournament down in West Palm Beach uh, with the UIC women's basketball team and then uh, heading back to Chicago. I'm going to grab the car because she can't drive a stick. I told her if she would have learned to drive a stick when she was 16, like I told her, all good people should learn to do. Because why should you learn how to drive a manual transmission car? Because that could be the difference between winning and losing on the amazing race. Or... It would keep, you could just drive, you could just fly straight from Florida to home on Christmas and save the trip back to Chicago in a five hour drive. But either way, it's almost time to celebrate the holiday. It's getting close. I can almost smell the ham at my mother in law's on Christmas Eve. And you know what? The one thing I'm missing for the last five years at my mother in law's house, we used to always get Ponderosa wings. God, I miss, I miss wings from Ponderosa. Ponderosa is this old buffet. It was awesome, and it's gone out of business here in St. Well, Louis. Well, yeah, <laughs> rightfully so. But it was awesome, it was though. It was like it was a better gross. Golden Corral. It was, it was a better Golden Corral, and that's not saying a lot. But it was awesome, and the wings were something. They were just, we, we, we'd always, that was our thing. We'd have to go by Ponderosa, get 75 wings on the way up to Moscow Mills, and God bless America, and Merry Christmas, away in a manger. And that was Christmas Eve for us, but it was Spanish Lake before that. But we're going to have a good time answering your list of questions. Neither here, nor here nor there. Hope you're taking us with with you over to, I don't know, do you still go to Best Buy, the mall, Circuit City? I don't know. Do you still go to Woolworths, Kmart? 
I don't know. I'm old. Yeah, Keyheart. All right. Word. Ricky joining us. I don't know. She's at Circus City right now. Her yes, that's exactly where I am. What's up, Ricky? Ricky, what was your old go-to store that's not around anymore that you wish you could go to one more time? Oh, I mean. Give me, I a, think, give me well, a blast from the past. I have I have two. Okay? okay, let's go with two. I mean, granted, I do miss Kmart because that was yeah, for like real. that Kmart Cross keys. was was fire. Not Cross gonna lie. keys, like, I'm that's, saying. That's yeah. where you went, man. That's where you went. All right. So I miss, there's two of them that I think are going to be blast from, blast from the past. There's Venture. Yes, Venture rocking on in St. Yes. Louis. Yes, the black Venture. and white stripes. All right. And then and the popcorn. there's service merchandise. Oh my God, that's the one I was going to say. <laughs> yes, because you would get the little clipboard and you'd write your number down and then you'd like, you just look at, you know, you'd kind of like a look at the stuff in the store. And then you would go back to the back and it would like, you just wait and anticipate and it would come down the belt. belt right? Amen. Yes. It would come down the little conveyor belt. Yes. You'd be like, yeah, I'm getting my stuff. Oh my God. That was like, indulgence did that too. But yeah, service merchandise was the bomb. Service merchandise. Yes. I remember going there and just I can't being believe like, you went there. mind blown about uh, the fact that it all came out on a conveyor belt. Uh, yes. That's where they, I got all my Commodore 64 stuff. Out on conveyor belt yes. They had, they had Commodore yes. 64 games, joysticks, blank discs. I got all my nerdy stuff there up across keys too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now there's a chili sitting right where it used to be. Yeah, there is. It's That's not nearly so as good. sad. God, I love Ricky. You, that, you pulled that one out from like, God, I love you right yeah. now. That was, you just made, you just saved 2023 with that comment. I love you. There we that. go. That was great. All right, Pam <laughs> Forrester. What's going on? Coder, the magic for less travel. Now, Here's I learned something that that about my area that I thought was exclusive to your area just last weekend. Up in your part of the woods, you guys have stores called Ollie's, correct? We have them here too. We have one in Chesterfield, in Ellisville. I had no idea because I had I saw a circular for one. I'm like, I've heard about this place on podcasts and it's amazing. I didn't even know we had one here. I'm gonna go out there. But okay, what's your go-to store you'd like to go to one more time? So neither of these are stores that I want to go to one more time. They are gone for a reason, probably. But they are, I don't know that they're exclusive to my area, but they were big in my area. Okay. First, Hills. Did you ever have a Hills? Okay. The Hills do a lot of retro podcasts, and they talk about Hills all the time. And so Hills, I think their tagline was Hills is where the toys were or something like that. Like in their commercials, Uh, maybe. That's maybe yes maybe yes that sounds familiar we didn't have um, them but legit the thing that hills was known for is it had like a snack like a, a snack yep. ordering kind of thing yep. like you they could talk get about that like a hot pretzel or popcorn or like a soda like the k and, cafe um, back in the day like the kmart cafe 100 percent. so i'm like that's all you need with your little discount shopping is like hill like a, a pretzel to gnaw on like during it so anyways love that um and it was yeah we had one that was like in the area where we used to shop so hills and the other one was ames i've heard of it that too i've never A-A-M-E-S. been to one yep. um so yes, it both of those were were things that were all around sort of this area. And when they started leaving, it was kind of like, oh, there was a long period of time where there weren't like these were in areas where it wasn't probably big enough to put in like a Walmart or something yeah. else that would like take its place there. But yes, so um, Hills and Ames, wow, that really sort of took me back. It took me back to like the time when like 
you would get like the pre the pre leading up to Christmas was big. There yeah. were catalogs out. Yes, there catalogs. were markers circling catalogs. things. Yeah, my cousins. We always, this is like a Mike in the Midwest 100%. episode, real quick. But yeah, everybody got a different color over at Grandma's house, and like you'd yes. circle like you know uh, you know seventeen because it'd be the description under the picture. Yeah. And like my color would be purple, you know? And so like, that'd be, you yes. know, grandma had a key, you know, Mike, right. Chris, Derek, and exactly. Jill, th- four grandkids. Yeah, totally. And so what was funny was when I started dating Steve, his grandma had a rule. You had to have your list in by Thanksgiving. Oh, that's my mother-in-law. She is so on that. And I, and I never do it. And I get just, she's on me, man. I'm not kidding. Still to this day. So she was serious about it too. Steve's nanny was serious oh, about it. No so. joke around here. Anyways, yes, the list had to be in, or who knew what was going to happen. So, anyways, that brings back good memories. Like I, just thinking about that time as a kid. Like how magical was this time of year? Oh my god! Right now, the week before Christmas, you didn't sleep. <laughs> like in the ever, you know, like, uh, you just you heard rustling in your parents' room. Yeah, like you knew stuff was getting ready to happen, and like and you know. They- there was no learning going on there was prepping for the christmas pageants oh, yeah. and shows and like the last month you learned nothing in elementary school because you had daily choral things and band and all these rehearsals and then there was craft making oh, yeah. that was going on and and shopping for parents and grandparents sisters and brothers in the little store i mean so much and I taught sixth grade for years, right? And I was the biggest kid in the classroom. So trust me, no, nothing happened. I mean, we learned a little but I mean, we learned stuff that was outside of, you know, outside traditional yes. education. I mean, we learned real, real skills, you know, 100%. about like shopping. Yeah, exactly. We learned how to like retape a present if you wanted to see what was in there, you know, stuff like that. So I taught my kids yes. real life skills. Real skills. Exactly. Real life like, skills. okay, here's how you pull the tape back, take a peek. Put it back in without getting caught, kids, because this I was the master. Okay, let's get to the Disney stuff. But that was that was a mini Mike in the Midwest. So Patreon.com slash Beer Guest Podcast. You like that That's it. Exactly. I mean, but I told him, dude, if you get caught, Mr. Rawman did not teach you this on a Friday afternoon at Wedgwood Elementary School. So this is at your own risk. I'm just telling you. Uh, okay, uh, let's see. Real quick, uh, Len's got a question here. Now that Moana has been open for a while, pretty easy to visit the attraction? I'm saying it really easy now right it's a, it's actually what yeah. it was meant to be mm-hmm. you can just walk through correct yep. yep yes it was and that's how we all thought it was gonna be right but yeah um once that but yeah it was, right. it's awesome and, and that's i'm glad it's finally to that and i think that walt statue which I, you know was uh you know to our weight when it first opened um is now you can kind of just go up and grab your picture and stuff like that but yeah don't don't approach uh, that area with a pressure washer uh apparently yeah probably not a good idea to pressure wash we talked you about know, that on the call-in show but yeah. uh, you know whatever it's, it's fine it's no joke yeah all right good for an andrew uh happy uh merry yeah. christmas and happy new year up in the Ooh. northeast uh guests mainly for ricky and i guess pam uh how would you rank the space mountains at the magic cool. kingdom disneyland and disneyland paris i've been in two out of the three andrew but i'm out not the disneyland paris i one. know whatever i'm fast so and the Disneyland Paris one, when I saw it, it was actually Hyperspace Mountain. So that's obviously a little different. I didn't get the full, like, you know, Space Mountain effect. I just got the Hyperspace Mountain effect. So I don't know if that necessarily counts. But I think I like... Lo- oh, this is tough. I think I like Disneyland first. Then Magic 
Kingdom, then maybe Disneyland Paris. I think that's the route I would go. Yeah. Would yeah, I think, that's, I think that's that's how I'd rank them. Yeah. Would you concur, Pam Forrester? And actually, yes, I probably would. And the reason, like at um, Disneyland Paris, Space Mountain has a loop. Yes, it does. Version. Oh, very nice. Yes, it does. And a launch. Um, and so, yeah, I I actually like the one at Disneyland the best. I I mean, I don't. I, I think that it's great that Disney parks have inversion roller coasters. I love the idea, though, that Disney has attractions that sort of appeal to the most people as possible. And some people are just innately freaked out by anything that goes upside down, right? I mean, you, you have that person, right? You know that person. There's someone in your life that is that person. And so Disneyland, I think, is a really thrilling attraction and it doesn't go upside down and unlike world for those of you who haven't been you get to sit next to the person that you're riding with not mm -hmm. like this. so i like that too okay philosophical question is sitting next to somebody a positive or a negative i like it <laughs> <laughs> i do too <laughs> i like it that's how that's my preferred i'm way. just kidding it depends who it is i guess uh, well, yes. Yeah, no, just kidding. It is better. Uh, but, you know, there's some nostalgic. Like, the Space Mountain it, it, it World, like, there's something. It just feels like an old coaster. You know, again, like, we had the hidden nostalgia there at the beginning of the show with all the old department stores and so forth. Like, it does feel just like a different type experience at World. I mean, it's clankety. It's, you know, one behind the other. It feels yeah. a little unsafe. I know it's not unsafe, but it gives you that, like, eh. This doesn't feel like the most uh, advanced kind of safety system here. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a, you right. got like a thing between your legs that goes wonk. I mean, this is it. I mean, let's go. You know, like at it, 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 Disneyland, it feels like a modern roller coaster, you know, to me. I, so it's I agree. two different it things. Does. Yeah. It it's, feels more like contemporary. Yeah, exactly. Safe. Uh, okay, uh, Vero Mike, any uh, meetups for Marathon Weekend? Staying in Kidani. Yeah, there's a bunch. Just go over to the Lizards uh, Facebook page. BOGP Lizards is the page. Mm -hmm. I know the big one's going to be on Saturday. Uh, it's at the Polynesian. So that's kind of, that's, I, I'm not sure of the time. It's usually like in the mid afternoon, early afternoon. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of the big one because it always wears me out because I got to do the full marathon the next day. And I've already done three races before, but yeah, Polynesian on Saturday is kind of the biggest one. Kevin's got a question with the way Christmas falls on a Monday this year. Yeah. The, the way the Christmas has fallen this year is really messing up the uh, podcast recording. Let me just say, and <laughs> back to back, going to dopey, then going to Disneyland. Yeah. We're going to get all the shows out, but I'm just telling you over the next few weeks, they might be, it's going to be a little wonky. We might have some, we're not doing replays. We're going to have fresh shows every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we won't have the Sunday night call-in shows, obviously, because for the next four Sundays, we either have Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, uh, Marathon Sunday, or Disneyland Half Sunday for the next four weeks. And um, But we'll have new shows, that, but they might be a little different. They might be recorded from Walt Disney World. They might be recorded from Disneyland. It might just be Scott and I. It might be just me. Me. It might be one of those shows from uh, Give Kids the World that we haven't put out yet. Just strap in. You're going to get a new show, but just it's going to be a roller coaster in itself. Okay, back to Kevin. With the way Christmas falls on a Monday this year, many schools are already out in the parks are seeing big crowds this early. Do you think it will ease some of the congestion between Christmas and New Year's? Did you guys see, I don't know if you guys were on social media today, 
Did you see that line of people at the TTC get going oh. through security? It's, no, I. It's just the it's the most magical time of the year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's one of those things like you know, breaking news. Walt Disney World's busy during the busy right. time of the year. It's not, not breaking so news. I mean, this is this is now. the time people go down. Yeah. Kids are getting out of school. Yeah, I don't know that it will. I'll be honest, and here's why: because of where Marathon Weekend falls. I think it true. Makes, I think that people will be going down for New Year's. Scott's an example. He's going down. Marathon from new year's and i think a lot of people are the only the yeah. only saving grace is i think the disneyland race right because you kind of had to make a choice this year if you were like a hardcore runner like i i just and scott's doing both i mean but he's scott's just hardcore so he's going down on, i think on the 30th gonna do new year's eve stay through that monday He's leaving super early on that Monday morning after marathon and then going to Disneyland. Um, I don't know though. I just think, I think it'll still be, I don't think it's going to be like, Oh, it's, it's a, you know, noticeably less crowded this year between Christmas and New Year's. Than no. other years. I think it'll be the same. I don't, I, I mean, most people, yeah, most people take off like most people they they take off the last week for work. So like, you know, I mean, I feel like that's kind of how it works. You usually take off that last week for, cause like I know Lucy's school is closed that last week, but they're not closed this week. So I think, I still think that last week is going to be really busy. So I'm just looking at the calendar. Cause again, I'm trying to think, cause Pam, like my wife's so recording on Monday and the show is obviously a Wednesday show. She gets out today for Christmas break on Wednesday. So she will be out and she goes back on the 3rd of January. So I'm trying to see that'll be her two weeks. So that's how, that's how like a Midwestern schedule is probably going to look for, for schools in the Midwest. Um, so yeah, that Christmas, the week between Christmas and new year's, everybody's going to be out. I mean, obviously, and I think people will, people will probably head home on January 2nd. That, that's my guess is that's when most people are going to bug out and head home is January 2nd. But then that's when all the runners yeah, are coming in. All the runners are coming. Yeah, exactly. I'm coming, in, I'm coming <laughs> in 5 a.m. on January 3rd. So right, that's exactly, the trade off. Yeah. It's just going to be like tag, you're it, you know, yep. kind of thing. And like I said, some of the people will be coming in. All right. We have a question from what was that? Um, there was like a it was an old like 70s show with like the unknown comic. Was that the gong show? Pam? Sure. I think. I think there's an. I think Sorry. I'm, I'm showing my age. I knew you were talking to me, but I'm reference. like, wait, what? I think so. With, with Mean Gene, the dancing machine. Uh, anyway, we have an unknown emailer. Okay. Hey, Mike. Okay. Gong uh, Show. Why is Gong Show? Dude, the Gong Lens Show. Chuck Barris. I don't think I was allowed to watch the Gong Show. I don't think I was either, but there's this clip. There's this there's this viral clip sometimes. Like people will show on Fridays on social media where he does this dancing thing. And it is the funniest thing ever. Like he dances and this African American dude comes out and dances with him. And it's like and they're in like the most seventies outfits ever. And they have the best dance moves of all if I could dance half as well as these two guys, I'd be like a viral sensation. I, I every time I watch it, I'm like, God, I wish I could dance like that. Anyway, they're awesome. And one of them, I think, is Chuck Barris. And I don't know who the other guy is. I think he's just a contestant. I don't know. It's the 
it is a great as like viral clip. Every time it comes on, like I watch the whole, it's like a two minute thing and I have to watch, like I'm just like locked in. I mean, if I was driving a hundred miles an hour on the highway, I'd have to like just keep watching and probably die. I, I have to watch it. <laughs> anyway, here is the unknown um, emailers uh, just question in general. Do you have any tips for navigating Disney World and Disneyland while pregnant? Uh, since I've only been I to, <laughs> since I've only, and this is not me, since I've only been to, obviously, since I've only been to Disneyland once, I'm not as well versed in the pregnancy safe attractions there the same way I know Walt Disney World. But attractions aside, any tips or ideas to make the upcoming trips as memorable as possible? Thanks so much. See you soon. So just real quick, general, especially for Disneyland, like was there, uh, my biggest thing is um, uh, don't ride the Matterhorn. So there you go. Good call. 100% on that. I mean, dude, yes. I'm not pregnant. And my best tip for that is don't ride the Matterhorn. But I'm still going to because I'll probably be like, oh, my back. But I'll still ride it. But go ahead. He does. He is like, oh, my yeah, back. But that was, yeah. but also me coming down to the podcast studio to record the podcast tonight. Oh, my back. So right. there you go. So that's not much different. <laughs> go ahead. Give tips, ladies. Just a couple. This show is really going to take a turn as we continue to age. I yeah. Well, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. it's really kind of fallen off a cliff in the last two weeks. I'm just saying. <laughs> Maybe we can get like Ben Gay or something to like sponsor Ooh! like a spot. Or Preparation I mean? H. Yeah, or something like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right. No. Let's go. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes. So talk to talk to your OB for sure before going. Um, Disney actually, if you go on the site, they have a list of the restrictions that they have for each attraction. So think about that. But I think one of the things that's just going to be just so important is hydrate, 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 um, especially when you're pregnant because yes. you, it always seems that you drink more to begin with and don't get overheated because you know when you're pregnant once you get overheated you're done like it's like forget it Every, your calves are already swelling up it's already not a good thing so yeah yeah this is true uh yes hydrating is definitely key that was one of the things i learned very early on with my pregnancy uh and I had to drink like water, like smart water, because I had to drink like water with, you know, an extra, like the pH balance, like had to be right for me. So like that was an even extra like layer on top of it. Um, so there's that. Um, I actually, uh, because I had a hard time uh, walking around the parks and because I was so sick during my pregnancy, Brian actually ended up pushing me in a wheelchair a lot of the times when I was at Disney. Um, we actually borrowed a family friend's wheelchair, um, but, you know, Disney does have them available, um, if you stop off at the guest relations, they should be able to help you out, and hopefully, I mean, they, those wheelchairs do go by, go fast if you do want to use one, so just keep that in mind. Uh, let's see, what else did I learn, kind of, take things slow, goodness gracious, you definitely want to take things slow, although being pushed in the wheelchair helped a lot, because Brian could just get me where I needed to go anyway. Uh, eat a lot. Uh, make sure you're eating, you know, on a regular basis so you don't kind of, you know, lose that, get, you know, the, the blood sugar, you know. And um, gosh, as far as attractions go, pretty much any attraction that a infant can ride, you can ride. So that's pretty much how I kind of based everything. I just looked at which attractions are good for infants 
and then I went there. So if it didn't have a um, height restriction, I knew it was probably okay for me. So that's kind of how I went. Now the only caveat to that, at, at least at Walt Disney World, is uh, Kilimanjaro Safaris. You cannot ride Kilimanjaro Safaris pregnant because it bounces around so much. So that's the only thing that I had there. But um, yeah, just keep it keep a pace that's slow and steady and you should be fine and drink like pam said drink a ton of water have a fan with you in the summer have a fan with you in the winter <laughs> make sure you're just prepared for and make sure you have if you are walking make sure you have just the most comfortable walking shoes possible this person may be running races over marathon weekend oh. and, so i don't think we have a lot of worry about that but we'll see Got i don't it. know possibly um but see well, you in, I'll see you in a couple of weeks i can't wait i know who it is right. so um right. yes excited so awesome. congratulations because yeah awesome. congratulations that's so exciting yes. okay so uh next question is from kelly in the uh she's tuning in on facebook my booking for excursions for our very first disney cruise is on Christmas Day. You and Santa. Hey. You and Santa working hard on Christmas Day. Other than Palo Brunch, I don't plan on trying to book anything through Disney as I will do our excursions with local companies at each stop. Am I missing something awesome? I should consider booking. Pam Forrester, I book all my stuff through Disney Cruise Line. I never go through local companies, but I mean it's it's up to the guests. They can do whatever they like. So what would you mm -hmm. say to Kelly? Um I, Palo is, you know, always my first go-to because I really want to have that. And then I look at, um, depending on what ship you're on, sometimes Steve wants something like it on the wish. There's that bourbon and uh, men's salon area. So oh, yeah. that's a good spot. Um, if there's a spa experience that you want, you can book that then as well. So that's something to think of. Um, and uh, you know, I, you're, I don't think you're missing anything. There's going to be some tastings yeah, and some tastings. other things like that you, that you may want to consider. But, um, aside from that, what do you guys think? Is there something I know, Mike, you always do your tastings then. Yeah. The, the, the tasting, what I noticed the last time around and she's on the fantasy, she says, um, okay. th what I noticed last time was the tastings didn't seem to be as numerous as previous Agreed. years, like for the podcast cruise. You know, it seemed like there were tons and tons of those uh, in years before the podcast cruise, and it could have been just the wish, but I think they've cut back on the availability on those. So when I went on, and I mean, I was platinum, um, there weren't a lot of availability even at platinum day. So I grabbed what I could, even if I wasn't sure of like the drinks, like I've never had a martini in my life, but I was like, oh, martini is available. So I'm booking martini tasting. And you know what? It was a, it was an a, amazing experience. I loved it. Like it was in Nightingale's. And yes. we had great, you know, we were with Cheryl and some friends and, and we had the best time. I mean, I, I learned all about martinis and good drinks. I liked them. I'd never had one before and it was fun, you know? So I just say, go on with an open mind, go, go for Palo first. And then just, you know, I go day by day what's available. And you know, the good news book it. If you think you want to do it because you don't get charged for it until it happens. And then if you don't want, if you, if right. you get second thoughts, cancel. And that's, I always tend to book Palo Brunch first because I yeah. feel like that goes quickest, right? You have more choices with Palo Dinner. You can move that around a few times. And the one thing I will say, Kelly, that I always book, and not everyone feels the same way, but I tend to book the Palo first night 
because then I get to eat at Palo the first night and then also another night. There's this package that's sometimes available that gives you the opportunity to eat at Palo twice um, for dinner. And um, Steve loves that. So I try to make that happen when I can too. But it's all in what you want. But yeah, I think the tastings are, um, you know, something that we always end up really enjoying. Plus, they're so educational. They are. I mean, it sounds like I mean, really, people are like, yeah, whatever. Right? Unless you've done one, you're like, whatever. It's not educational. You're going there to drink martinis. Right. But I mean, no, you really are. learned like kind of the origin of the spirit and like where they're served in the world and kind of why, you know, like yeah. th- why they ended up this way and, you know, why certain, you know, ethnic groups tend to, you know, like, you know, uh, go with this kind of a drink. I had no idea, you know, but, and then of course, yeah, like, here, try this one, try this one. <laughs> and then by the end right. of it, everyone's having a good time, you know? So, I, I mean, and, you know, it's, they're awesome. I, I love it because nobody's driving. Everybody's having a good time, but you do learn a lot. And then when you go you home 100% and do. because like, if I go home, you know, and I go somewhere where they have martinis, at least now I know how to order one. Cause I mean, otherwise right. I have no idea what I'm doing. Really? It's I know. How about like at the old fashioned <laughs> one, we learned that old fashions can be made with things tequila. other than yes, with tequila, with rum. Yeah, I mean, all kinds of stuff. Oh, my God. And some that of was, them that smell was... like a Christmas tree, according to my oh, rum. Oh, I need one of those like this week. Hey, it's sad. Right? Paige is coming home. We're going to get on that because she was there <laughs> and she was enjoying it as well. It's awesome when you can have an old fashioned with your daughter when they're old enough. That's a pretty cool thing. All right, Katie's got a question. This is a good one for Ricky. We have a 10 p.m. reservation at San Angel Inn on New Year's Eve. Do you guys think we'll catch the fireworks? So now on New Year's Eve, typically at Epcot, they have two sets of fireworks. They have the typical ones that are at 9 o'clock-ish, like the uh, regular uh, No, fireworks. I think they're usually at 6. Yeah, they're early. They're Maybe early. They? To yeah. help people get um, kids and yep. old people like my Old people? <laughs> <laughs> a, easy. I can make it till 9. Okay, uh-huh. back off. I, I gotta go, like, I got to go <laughs> home to watch nine. Laura. Time. Like I gotta make <laughs> I get home and see Lawrence ten, Welk or so. something. Okay, whatever. <laughs> that Lawrence Welk puts out a good Christmas song. A one and a two, say. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, what do you? Is, um, she wants to see the the big boomers at midnight but, from the restaurant. Yeah, oh okay. no, not from San Angel. I thought she said La Hacienda. Yeah, not yeah. <laughs> well, not, you're not. Yeah, because yeah, you're not the seeing them from San Angel because you're, you're, you're inside the pyramid at that point. I would be you there early. Them. Katie, I would get there a little early because things tend to run long, as they say, on New Year's Eve. So yeah, because mm-hmm. and that's the thing is like a 10 p.m. reservation. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! They I, may, just, like, I just thought of New Year's Eve. 10:30. Yeah, exactly. At least. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd show up at nine for that reservation, and hopefully <laughs> they can get you. Hope in they can over. get you and in. Yeah. Please, can you get me in early? Yeah. That's what I would do. Okay, here's one from the emails. Get your thinking caps on. This will probably be the last one for the day because it's going to take some... It's a genie plus individual lightning lane situation. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Thinking. So ready? Get, get, the, get the neurons going. Okay. And they're, they're so nice. That's why I'm reading it. So here we go. It's from Kristen. Hello, Mike and BOGP crew. Our family is headed down to Disney in April of 2024 for our second Disney family trip. I did a, fa- I did a trip report with you after our first trip in April of 2022. And have been listening to the podcast for tips and tricks for upcoming trip, which will be very different from our first trip. Here's my question. When we head down to Disney, we will not need to make theme park reservations and plan to park hop for a few days. 
How does Genie Plus and Individual Lightning Lane work when you're headed to multiple parks in one day? For example, and I think this actually changed just earlier this week, so stay tuned. If we plan to go to Hollywood Studios in the morning and Epcot in the evening, can I make a Genie Plus reservation for Slinky Dog for the morning and then also reserve an individual lightning lane for Guardians for the evening? Can you have Genie Plus for two parks in one day? Let's say Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios and make reservations at both parks at once if summer in the morning and summer in the evening. How will Genie Plus work for multiple parks when you no longer need a park reservation? Okay, so let's stop there. She has an easier question after that. So let's just talk generally. After the restriction, the 2 p.m. restriction drops January 9th, right? For for people, for most people on Magic Your Way tickets that don't have date restrictions. Can you, it seems like we haven't talked about that in forever. Is that still the case? Am I hallucinating? Like chat GPT or something here? <laughs> right january 9th you don't have you can park hop at you're 10 done. o'clock in the morning you're right? done except i think if you're an annual pass holder yes. then it's still after two but then they just announced on monday right? a couple days ago about those good to go days which are going to come that's, around very that's soon. totally different starting on january 11th totally and that'll be something yeah. totally different so we're not going to get into that today that i i wish it would just be easy and you wouldn't need a reservation as an annual pass holder slash you also wouldn't need the 2 p.m. thing. I just make it easy for everyone. I think the thing that's going to be confusing about this is Genie Plus. Yeah. Um, So the rule, I believe the way it will work is Genie Plus, regardless of whether you're making reservations in one park or two parks or whatnot, you're not, you can't make, for instance, at 7 a.m., I can't make reservations at Epcot and Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom and animal kingdom just because i'm going to park hop it will you will still have that period of time two hours or you know in between making reservations two hours or having to use one do you know what i'm saying so i think that's the question that she was asking you will all you will be able to make genie plus reservations for all yes and you can there is a genie plus that is for all parks but you still have the thing the time period in between that you have to wait before making another genie plus reservation so let's say in the morning i'm able to make um my reservation for um peter pan okay and it's at 10 a.m it start my reservation like the earliest one i can get is 10 a.m i'm making it at let's say 8 a.m at 10 a.m then once I once I check in for my Peter Pan, then I can make my next Genie Plus selection. And if I have a park hopper reservation and I've purchased Genie Plus for all four parks, I can make it at any of those four parks. So then you can make it for time. ideally like uh, Toy Story Mania. Right. So let's say then at 10 a.m. I can make a, a reservation for Slinky Dog, let's say, but it's not until 8 p.m at Hollywood Studios. But I'm like, cool, because that's about the time I'm going to be over there. So at 10 a.m., I make I take the 8 p.m. Hollywood Studios Slinky Dog. Two hours after that, I will be able to make another Genie Plus Lightning Lane selection, and that will again be at the park of my choice. 
Does that make sense? Yep. Mm-hmm. So you just got to pay attention to the clock, basically. It, yes, it, it, exactly. It's it, it almost we, we kind of talked about this on Sunday night too. We had a similar call-in question where it's almost kind of getting back to the days pre-COVID and the Fast Pass Plus days where you made the three before your trip, where you had to make the but you had to make those three in the same park. In the same park, this is actually more flexible. It is more flexible, yeah. In that case, you're really going to be able to make them. Mm-hmm depending on what type of genie plus you have purchased Mm -hmm. that day. And so those are the things you're going to have to be thinking about. First of all, what kind of park ticket do you have? Do you have a park hopper or not? And what kind of genie plus are you going to purchase? Are you going to purchase genie plus available for just one of the parks? Or are you going to purchase genie plus for all of the parks? This is going to really incentivize people. I mean, if you want to maximize, you know, getting or I mean, you really want to have the park hopper, but also, I mean, it, I mean, that, you know, it's, it's not trivial at Walt Disney world to go from say magic kingdom to Hollywood studios. You got, you know, you got to think about that as that's time commitment. You know, that's, this is what I say when you go to Disneyland, because I, I, I book a lot of folks at Disneyland over the last year. That's one of the things I've really started to do since I've gone there. And, you know, I talked about it and a lot of people are kind of in my shoes. They're like, they've gone to world a billion times and they've heard me talk about how much fun I've had and how much I love Disneyland. And they've kind of jumped in and they've had the same experience. And I tell folks when they go to Disneyland, the best money you can spend park hopper genie plus, just don't even think about it. Add it to your 100%. tickets. Do not think about it. Those parks are so close. You can be from the back of grant uh, 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 DCA to over to Disneyland at any 10 minutes. You can walk wherever you want to be. It's like one big park in that case. And Genie Plus, the thing is with Genie Plus, the density of attractions between those two parks is amazing. Like you can always find something to ride without a, without a wait. You just look <laughs> right. on the app. I mean, it's like, or something here, boom, no wait, no wait, no wait. I mean, you are just, you can go nonstop at Disneyland with Genie Plus and Park Hopper. It's amazing. Where, you know, at Disney World, it's a little bit different because of, it's the scope of everything. I mean, you, the transportation is part of the fun, but things are more spread out. So you got to consider transportation and logistically getting from place to place. And this is really the first time that we're going to have the ability to do something like this with in more than one park, even before when it was fast pass and fast plus plus and whatnot, you were limited to that park until, um, you know, you had used those. So that's something to think about too in advance. The three that you could make in advance were always at the same part. So All right. it's a new it's frontier a new, out yeah, there. 2024 <laughs> yes. coming at us, whether you like it or not. We're going to talk about that a week from Friday. Uh, okay. And she says, also, we're staying at the beach club. We'll definitely be at the pool and hitting up beaches and cream. God, that sounds good right now. But any other tips, suggestions for beach and yacht or even along the Skyliner that we should do? Uh, would be appreciated. Kristen is up in Connecticut and uh, she says, uh, if my question doesn't make sense, you can skip it. Just trying to understand how GD plus across multiple parks in one day works. And if we can make it uh, work for us. So we didn't, we tried. So we, <laughs> I, know. We gave I wish it was like easy. Try. Yeah. It's not easy. We, we gave it a shot. That's yeah. what we do. And we appreciate your kindness. So mm-hmm. beach club tips and also riding the old Skyliner. Give one, Ricky. What should they not miss besides the pool and getting a no way Jose? Oh, yeah, you definitely have to get a no way Jose. I mean, oh. that's that's a no brainer. Oh, my goodness. Yes, please. Love, love, love. Oh, that's why you're there. I think 
the best thing is to obviously ride the Skyliner and enjoy that mode of transportation overall. It is such a fantastic mode of transportation. But I think I'd be remiss if I didn't say make a stop over at the Riviera and, you know, try their, their it's not really a food court, it's their quick service restaurant because they don't have a food court there. But it's, you know, Primo Piatta. It's fantastic. I know Mike loves their, you know, breakfast and lunch. Madame it's, pretty much the same, it's pretty much the same sandwich, but uh, it's got different names. Uh, so definitely want to experience that. I think that hotel is simply gorgeous. They have some really unique things there, like bocce ball and stuff like that. So I really like the Riviera. I think it's a great hotel. All right. And Pam, one last tip for beach yacht or Skyliner riding. So I'm going to actually recommend a restaurant at the Yacht Club. And by the way, when you're staying at the Beach Club, make sure you walk over to the Yacht Club, too, and enjoy that. Um, They both have a very different vibe, although they're very similar. Um, Ale and Compass is a great restaurant. You've probably heard us talk about it. They have great breakfast, lunch, and dinner. At breakfast, they have a buffet, but I actually love their other offerings. They have some breakfast um, pizza that's really good. They call it flatbread, breakfast flatbread, which is really good. They have dark chocolate waffles, which I know Ricky really enjoys. Um, But also at dinner, they have some fantastic things to choose from too. I love their buffalo cauliflower. It's an appetizer there. It is so good. Their Parker House rolls and spreads. You can't go wrong with that. Um, and the entrees, the lemon chicken, fantastic. So all of those things are great there. So go and enjoy. My wife used to think that uh, Beach Club was where families had to stay and Yacht Club did not allow kids <laughs> the first time we were there. She's like, it's so quiet over here. Do they not allow kids in this half of the hotel? I'm like, I'm pretty sure they allow <laughs> right? kids. But it was eerily quiet the one time because it was kind of dark woods and stuff. And I'm like, I think they allow kids over here, but maybe, I don't know. It's like when we were rookies, you're like, well, you just don't know. It was so, I, I still remember that. We're walking through because we were buying batteries for our digital camera back then. We needed double A. Oh my gosh, so funny. It's like, it's so quiet. I don't think they allow kids in this part of the hotel. I'm like, no, I think they do, but I think there's just none here right now. But maybe because like it's so dark, it's like a smoking lounge or something. Oh, yeah, it's pretty and they've cool. really lightened it up. Yeah, too. they have because it did used to be really dark. It was like probably was in like the place. early two thousands. It was, it, it, yeah, it was very very nautical. All right, well that's gonna do it for today's show. Thanks for hanging out with us. Please send your questions in by email. We love that. We've been getting a lot. Send those to Mike at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Mike at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. We'll get to those right away. Don't forget our show is brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. We love to get you to your next Disney destination with a smile on our face to put a smile on your face and all the kids and grandparents and aunts and uncles and everybody's going to have a good time. And it's no cost to you, which if you're like me, that's the biggest smile of all because I'm very frugal. So check out all the details over at TheMagicForLess.com today. And also, I just want to send... A huge thank you to all my guests through 2023. You guys have been amazing. You're patient with me. You uh, you, you just you come back uh, trip after trip, time after time. Not only that, but you send me pictures and you send me updates when you get home. You say, you know what? We had a great time. We got to eat at this restaurant for the first time. We took this picture with our with our new grandchild on this uh, this attraction. I, I love my guests at the Magic for Less, and I just want to say thank you for trusting me with your trips and thank you for allowing our small business to be a part of your vacations throughout the year. And I can hope we get to continue that into the new year and just a huge thank you. It's an amazing, it's an amazing thing that I get to work with you. And I just want to let you know that I never take that for granted and I hope we have a great 2024 together. And if you haven't booked with us, let's do it. Let's make this happen in the new year. 
All right. Also, don't forget, we have our uh, Amazon affiliate link, BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. Uh, I'm thinking two-day shipping if you're a Prime member. It can still happen. <laughs> make it happen. Make those drivers, make that blue truck fly down your cul-de-sac like I'm going to probably do as well. BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And, of course, our patrons, you guys help us out so very much. Just $5 a month supports everything we do. Thanks to everybody who supports us each and every month. You'll get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. It's patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Give us a follow on the social media. Be our guest. Mike is my uh, stuff on the socials. Ricky is at Ricky Nibs. Pam's at TMFLT Pam. And of course, no live shows for the next month because of Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, Marathon Weekend, Disneyland Weekend. But we'll start up again in mid-January. So just uh, be ready for that. We're going to have a good time with that. All right. We'll be back again on Friday. Friday's going to be a trip report. We're going to switch things up, and then Monday, actually Christmas Eve, of course, it's a tradition, Christmas Eve in the BOGP studios, and this year, we are going to have a dimly lit BOGP studios with an actual Christmas tree. It finally happened after 15 years. It's going to happen. I'm so excited. So stay tuned for that. That's coming your way on, of course, December 24th. All right. So for Pam and Ricky, I'm Mike wishing you a great Wednesday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and you better get shopping. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.